Hey everybody, Mike Close here from Mozilla Companies and welcome to the Mozilla Companies podcast. If you're new, welcome. We're happy to have you. If you're returning, welcome back. In this episode, I sit down with Chris Whitney, a project manager, and Matt Van Taggy, a draftsman with Mozilla Companies. The three of us tackle the topic of modular crane systems versus more engineered and process crane systems. In this podcast, we'll cover what is a modular crane system, what are the different types of components, how are they designed and built, and what are they used for. We'll also look at engineered cranes and process cranes, talk about why they're used, what applications they're used for, and the types of components that they're designed and built with. We'll also discuss the advantages and disadvantages of both. And as we wrap up, we'll discuss the different factors that can determine the right crane for you. Today we've got Chris Whitney. Chris, you want to say hi, tell everybody who you are? Hello, I'm Chris Whitney. I'm a project manager here at Progressive Crane uh, with also an emphasis on estimating. And we've got Matt Mantaghi. And I uh, work in the engineering department for Progressive Crane. So yeah, we're here to talk today a little bit about uh, the differences between modular cranes and engineered cranes or modular systems that are built with a little extra engineering in them. So we'll start with modular. Um, Matt, you want to talk a little bit about what a modular crane is? Uh, typically, a modular crane uh, will come in a, uh, a kit. It's basically all the components that you would need except for a bridge girder and paint uh, to a- actually fabricate a, uh, a crane. And this could be single girder, double girder. Uh, kits can have some uh, bells and whistles to them. Um, but usually, when you're looking at a kit uh, as a customer, you're looking at price, and uh, it typically doesn't. The application is is not uh, a process or a. Uh, it, it's more of a, um, a crane that that would be used for general purposes. Um, usually, they're plug and play, uh, standard package hoist. Uh, standard end truck, wheelbases, motors, uh, then you have your festoon systems, it all comes pre, uh, pre-assembled. Um, so there isn't a whole lot other than, like I said, the bridge beam and the paint. Uh, and then uh, you just assemble them. They're usually pretty quick and uh, down and dirty. Uh, although, like I said, there, there are some kits out there that, uh, uh, you can get upgrades and uh, and I don't know if they stop becoming a kit. I still consider them a kit, uh, but uh, that's that's typically the modular side of of, of cranes. So, what would some of the specific app- applications be, Chris, where you would recommend uh, a modular system for a customer? Typically, you see these cranes in a uh, light fabrication sometimes even into the heavier fabrication maintenance, um, you know, machine shops. Yeah, there, there really isn't too much engineering that goes into them. Uh, almost like to consider them pre-engineered systems where a couple of dimensions and capacity and you can run a program and it will spit out a drawing to you. Um, but... Yeah, they're they're designed for ease of assembly. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on was fabrication time. Modular crane, you're typically twenty to thirty hours maximum of you know, man hours for assembly, uh, depending on obviously the span of the crane. 
Um, if it's a longer span, you may have a little bit more with the fabricating side with regards to adding a cap channel to the girder or a box beam or something like that. Now, what um, what type of duty cycles are we talking about? And, you know, what, what are some of the limitations, I guess, in terms of span or capacity? Duty cycle, you can get, you can get into a Class D. Um, the you, you will find, though, with some of the component manufacturers that they're what they call a class D is not necessarily a true class D mm-hmm. um, where you, your motor starts, stops your bearing life, maybe a little bit shy of what CMAA would consider a class D. Um, so you may not see them uh, necessarily f- full out called a class D mm-hmm. crane. It would it'd be you know, an FEM design, so a European design. Um, so it would have their designation. And then what are the, you know, in terms of the components, the materials and all that, I mean, is it the same stuff that you, you could end up putting on an engineered crane system? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, the, the thing about the modular crane is, uh, like Chris was saying, the ease of, uh, ease of building it, uh, the, the speed. Um, but typically you are, uh, as a customer, looking at price and you are getting some pretty standard off-the-shelf components, uh, typically. And what also makes a modular crane very nice is it's all plug-and-play, means that uh, the festoon and whatnot is just plugged into the bridge panel. Uh, it makes it a little easier for uh, uh, more of a novice to, uh, to put it together. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these components you're going to see on engineered cranes uh, you may see uh, you may see them uh, instead of maybe c uh, track uh, uh, cross arms you know to hold up the festoon we might go to angle a little something heavier a little something more durable um, the end trucks typically pretty much all the same um, of course we have our own line mm-hmm. obviously but uh, yeah I mean you'll see this stuff on on most cranes but what Chris was saying is modular is you just put in a couple of uh, dimensions a couple of the capacity it spits out the drawing and then uh, the uh, our vendor uh, basically puts all this together in a box ships it to us so you don't have a bunch of inventory sitting around it's just uh, you know you bring it in put it together out it goes uh, whereas an engineered crane, we're going to spend more time uh, in, in inside uh, engineering uh, department, uh, estimating department, sales, uh, right down the line, you know, and fabrication as well. Uh, so all that's going to add some some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we try to keep that to a minimum, but. Obviously, if you're really looking for something uh, for speed and hey, I need this quick, mm-hmm. you're probably better off looking at a modular crane if it's not a process you're looking to uh, for your crane to do, if it's more of a uh, general purpose crane. Okay. I mean, a <clears throat> snowballing off of the time thing, components for a modular crane package, you can, depending on the size of it fits the bill, you can have components within a couple of days maximum you're probably looking at four weeks delivery for the components to actually go into the build phase okay so 
uh, when you're looking at an engineered package, you could be pushing the six to eight week or even further, depending on the application, to get just to get your components in house to do the build. Sure. So what is how do these cranes hold up? Um, you know, I mean, if somebody's based going solely on price, and you know, you say, okay, this is what we if this is really what your budget is, this is what we can get you. It'll do it. But you know, what are some of the problems on a kit crane that you may run into, or or maybe you want to add in some extra engineering to kind of counteract some components that may be you know. And this is this is where a lot of people will differ. A modular crane, okay, they are. As far as I'm concerned, if it fits the bill, it's a good crane. It's going to work for them. Uh, they do say they, they have a life expectancy. Um, buying the components to replace is, will sometimes uh, be a long lead. Um, and as you replace more and more components on a modular crane, that price is uh, very high to, to the point where it may be just cheaper just to replace the crane. Mm -hmm. That's some of the downfall of, of the modular crane. But again, if it fits the bill and it's it's you know being used properly, uh, they could get a, a good long life out of it uh, with proper maintenance. Um, but here again, once you get into you know maintenance, replacing parts, uh, etc., you're talking heavy costs, you're talking uh, a lot, uh, uh, long lead times, mm -hmm. uh, which people don't want to be down, you know, obviously. Yeah. So that's Agreed. my take on it. What do you think, Chris? Agreed. Um, as long as you stick to the maintenance plan um, and the, the crane itself is actually designed for the application, if right. it's misapplied, you're looking at a short, shorter life cycle of the crane. Um, but that's, as lo as that, long that's where you want to lean on. A true expert too. I mean, you, you want to probably bring in multiple people to provide bids and make sure that you're getting bids that, you know, a lot of people are going to be focused on price, but somebody that's an expert can come in and say, you know what, for this application, we may need to swap out the hoist or maybe we want to look at an end trucks with the rotating axles or things like that, where, things that you can do to kind of prevent a lot of that. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. And again, as long as you keep up on the maintenance program, you know, you're, you're checking all of your you know, limit switches, your ropes, and all that stuff on a, a normal basis. Your any of the preventive means, those cranes could last you a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've seen some upwards of twenty plus years, as long as they're in the right application and taken care of. It's like a car. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, if, if you're talking about the modular systems that have a little bit of extra engineering built in, what are some common applications? that you find, you know, we, we're specking those types of cranes out. So a modular system for a it's not quite, Yeah, it's not quite a fully engineered system, but maybe there's some things we've done to beef it up, whether it's the electrification mm -hmm. or... Controls, basically, yeah. is, is usually where it comes down to. Okay. Um, and then, of course, if, it, you know, obviously you're, you're going to have uh, possibly a different hoist on there or something of that nature. Uh, the controls on the hoist would be uh, pre-engineered by the, our vendor. Um, but I would say applications uh, that have more of a process to them, uh, this, you know, maybe a, a below-the-hook device is being used or 
you know, maybe it's in a steel warehouse where they know it's going to get a little more use. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the operator is asking for, you know, maybe a special function or something of that nature uh, to bypass or, or I, I believe we have one right now that we're, it is a modular crane, but we're adding some things to it uh, because the runway has two different capacities. So in one section, it's an eight ton and the other section, it's a 15 ton. Okay. So it's still a modular crane. We still bought all the components. It's coming in that way, but we are uh, taking steps to uh, address that issue with the runway. So it's a good example. I think also even two cranes running on one radio system, yeah, them being able to work together, that type of stuff isn't considered necessarily a out of the box system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've made modifications to it, or you know, let's say we've got a double girder crane that the the client wants LED lights, you know, floodlights on. We have to do some modifications to the panel to accept sure. the additional uh, power draw of these lights. So, little stuff like that. Um, and again, application. If it's if it's a heavier duty application, you, you could see, um, you know, the modular components beefed up a little bit mm. um, to to warrant that application. And what about um, in terms of like the controls, like a variable frequency drive system? You know, like. I think on the modular kits, you know, it, it comes with maybe there's 20 different presets you can add in, and then you know, as you as you go to a more more uh, engineered system, you can get different hoists with different uh, drives that are more customized, more programmable. Right, and and here again, you're getting into more of a process or an engineered crane. Uh, you're talking about encoders and motors, mm-hmm. flux vector. Um, this is this is for control and placement and. Uh, uh, you know, they want some feedback from their equipment as well. And uh, so, yeah, you don't typically see that on modular cranes. Uh, I'm not saying it can't be done, mm-hmm. uh, but typically once you get to that point, uh, you, you really start looking at uh, the components in the application and uh, it, it tends to change things up a bit. So then what, uh, with an engineered crane, Talk about some of the components on that that, you know, we're really going in and we're doing kind of a deep dive of the, the processes and some of those things that we may be uh, specializing on an engineered crane system. Process is, is key. Um, if, if we know that there's a higher duty cycle, you know, in this application, we need to start looking at what components we use. You can't use something that is out of the box, easy to assemble. It's going to have heavier duty, uh, you know, wheels, motors. Again, bearing life is extended. Um, you want to look at the controls. You move away from the plug and play uh, connections into, you know, hardwired connections into the panels. Um, again, with your festoons, you start moving away from the C track uh, festoon into yeah, I beam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I beam festoons, um, so there's a, a lot more time on the engineering side, and then also on the fabricating side because you're doing a lot more. Sure, um, you're also um, starting to see some more of the bells and whistles in there. Integrated lifters, um, 
uh, you know, radio systems are a little bit beefier. You move into a belly box as opposed to just a little handheld radio um, where you can get some readouts because people are more cognizant to the maintenance side of the crane now Yeah. because downtime is starting to hurt a little bit more as that crane is in a heavier duty application. So they want to have uh, any kind of maintenance features where, you know, if, if you start you get an error message on a drive, it can read out on the radio. So the guy on the floor doesn't even have to get up on the crane necessarily sure. to know what's going on. So he can call the right person, get him in there so they can get back up and running. So um, it's 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 more – it is a deeper dive. I mean, again, it's all application-based. How about, um, you know, the main, the main industries that kind of play in the engineered crane system? Steel mills, you see that a lot more. I mean, even, and I'm not necessarily talking about the hot metal cranes. It, it mm-hmm. could be their shipping cranes, uh, high usage, coil handling ca- cranes, mm-hmm. um, even cranes that are flipping, you know, yeah. flipping dies, yeah. <coughs> flipping components. You start very looking at yeah, very tough yeah. application. You want to look, you want to make sure that you're looking at the right equipment for the job. Mm-hmm. You know, modular cranes will have a wire rope guide on them. Well, when you're flipping something, there's a side pull factor in there. And as you're going through your turn, if you're not centered directly over top of that load, that rope, as it's going up or down, is rubbing against that wire rope guide. You can cut the rope, Mm -hmm. snap the guide, whatever it may be. You're putting stresses on the crane that the crane's not built for. Sure. So, again, that's that's where the app, you have to lend yourself to the application to decide what components to yeah. to put on the crane. Even if, uh, if you go into like a, a galvanizing, uh, you know, then you're talking about special paints, uh, special panels. That was nice you know. about that, yeah. Yeah, uh, obviously atmosphere is like chemically active environments. Absolutely, or, yeah. you know, so you're not going to get a modular crane, uh, slap it together and put it in a, a galvanizing place or, or you know, some someplace that has that, those atmospheres or, uh, you know, whatnot. It'd just destroy it in no time. And what about the components on these cranes too? Because you're going into chemically active environments. I mean, or explosion proof. I mean, there's all kinds of different considerations that are going to affect yep. how you can specify the components for that yep. system. I mean, if you, even explosion proof. That's what I was going to touch on. So you hit it. Um, you've got special fittings going into the panel. Everything has to be electrically and sometimes spark resistant. Uh, features bronze hooks, bronze wheels, yeah. um, but the connections at the panel need to have special consideration yeah, so that seal offs. Yeah, seal offs yeah. that you know the gases are not getting into a panel that has a whole bunch of electronics <laughs> in it because you're <laughs> you're you're literally playing with fire then at that point. Yeah. Or, you know, like in a steel mill or a paper mill, you know, you've got such extreme temperatures mm. that they have to be able to withstand that Agreed. as well. Absolutely. The humidity, uh, humidity. can destroy a crane and, and or even outdoor cranes, you know. We have, uh, you know, you'll see a crane that uh, looks like it has chalk all over it. Well, it just, you know, that paint job just wasn't meant for outdoors. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's just all, all these applications. Um, and the modular crane doesn't fit. It, it it's a very general purpose crane, and uh, yeah, you just wanna. Um, if you're just looking for a crane in, in your own machine shop and just a little work area, 
yeah, you know what, modular's the way to go. You're gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna be the most cost effective for you. But uh, yeah, once you start getting into applications and you start getting into uh, uh, special environments, uh, you know what, right away, you just, just drop the modular and go right to the engineered. Yeah. And uh, save more yeah, money in right. maintenance and downtime exactly. and repairs and all that. Plus headaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of headaches if you if you choose the wrong application, like Chris was saying, you know, you put a modular crane in one of these applications, oh you're just gonna have nothing but trouble. Yeah. And uh, you're gonna hate it. Uh, to save a couple of bucks, it's just, yeah, it's just not worth it. So what uh, you know, like Chris, you're on site. You're you're doing consultations with customer. Matt, you're behind the scenes doing a lot of the engineering and designing. What would you say the top five factors are that would, you know, that you guys are gonna work through to determine whether you can sell them a modular kit or if you need to go with something that's uh, more engineered? Usage. Um, I would say what they're actually doing with it. If it's just moving materials versus flipping materials. Um, Application. Yeah, the environment. Um, Got to have cost in there. Yeah, cost, yeah, sure. cost, absolutely. And, and cost is a factor. Um, and then I, I would say just additional features. You know, again, you can do, you can do add-ons onto a modular package, but there is a, a ceiling yeah. to, the, to the things you can do with it. Yeah. And I'm sure nobody comes to you and says they just have a completely open checkbook and that, you know, never go happened. ahead and just give us, yeah. give us the crane that you, you can think find me need. one of those yeah. guys. I would love to talk to <laughs> yeah. So you're always kind of working <laughs> right. in the confines of a budget. And we will bring him in here. We will wind him in there. Right. We, we love him. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I think we, uh, we did a good job covering all that. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. Great. And we'll, uh, Mike is always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for your time, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. And that's all for today's episode. I hope we were able to provide you with a better understanding of modular cranes and process cranes. If you liked what you heard, don't hesitate to share it with your friends and coworkers. You can also head over to mazellacompanies.com where we've got a ton of blog articles written about overhead cranes, lifting and rigging equipment, personal fall protection, and so much more. If you're into video, also head to youtube.com slash mazellacompanies and check out our video library. I encourage you to follow all of our channels, share this with your friends and coworkers, and let us know what you think. From all of us at Mozilla Companies, I'm Mike Close. Thanks for listening.